Good evening, and welcome to this special Halloween episode of Travels by Broomstick. Grab your witch's hat, hop on your broom, and fly across the moon with us as the bewitching hour approaches. Today's journey takes us to Lancaghfarrow Manor House, which is situated in Gathligau Road in Nelson, Tree Harris, which is in South Wales in the UK. Lancaghfarrow Manor House is a Grade 1 listed building. It was built on a site that has been occupied for almost 4,000 years. The manor was constructed for the Pritchard family in about 1530, a gentry family who were very proud of their heritage. In fact, they boasted about the genealogy, being descendants from Ivor Bach. Ivor was a man of short stature, but of good courage, a 12th century lord and leader of Wales. The manor house was made to defend its inhabitants, a fortress with walls that were 1.2 metres thick, hidden passageways and secret staircases. The entire manor house could be secured and divided into two sections if they were under attack. Colonel Edward Pritchard was born around 1610 and little is known about his early life. He married Mary Mansell around 1630 and in 1638 he held the position of Sheriff of Glamorgan and was appointed a Justice of the Peace in 1640, a position he held throughout the Civil War until his death in 1655. Colonel Edward Pritchard originally supported the Royalist cause, and on August 5th, 1645, King Charles I visited Lancaster Manor House for dinner. The king had hoped to maintain the colonel's support, but he eventually changed his allegiance to the parliamentarian side. This was due to increased taxation, hated royalist figures and religious beliefs, as Colonel Pritchard was a devout Puritan, a member of the Baptist congregation, and to him, the Church of England would have been corrupt. Today, Lancaghfarrow Manor has a reputation as a haunted house, and many people have had some strange and spooky experiences here. As you first step into the manor, you were transported back to the year 1645, a turbulent time of the Civil War. Historical interpreters dress in period costume and talk in the 17th century English. It is often believed that this reenactment could stir the spirits to materialise. Phantom children have been seen and heard playing on the staircase, and sometimes a child is seen looking into the upstairs bedroom while guests are on their ghost tour. One of the ghostly children, a little boy, even likes to follow you home. On one occasion, a woman visited the manor and could feel a child's hand gently holding hers, but when she looked down, nobody was there. There are often instances of people having their skirts or dresses pulled and even their shoelaces being untied. The ghostly giggles of the children can be heard long after the visitors have left for the day and the house is in silence. There is a spectral figure of a woman wearing a long white dress seen in the kitchen and in the bedroom, which is associated with Martha, a housekeeper to the Evans family who tenanted the house in the early 20th century. The spirit has been seen preparing food in the kitchen and in the bedroom, known as Martha's Room or Astavell Mati. 
there is a feeling of deep sadness. The room turns cold and people who dare enter it have felt the feeling of dizziness, sickness and people even burst into tears. The great hall is directly above the kitchen and heavy footsteps can be heard echoing across the floor. There has been a male figure wearing a cloak and a tall hat who is believed to be Colonel Pritchard that has been seen in the great hall sitting by the window and staring outside. This very same ghostly apparition has been seen in the gardens and even on the road outside. The Great Hall was the formal heart of the manor house. It was probably here that King Charles I dined. It was also used as a courtroom. You can book the Witch Trials event at Lancaster Manor House on their website. On to the master bedroom, where there have been reports of a soldier bursting through the doorway. The master's bedchamber, as well as being used for sleeping, would have been used for business. It was customary for the master to receive visitors before rising from bed in the morning and to take ale and meat here for breakfast. Beds were shorter as there was a superstition that if an angel of death passed by your window at night and saw that you were lying down asleep, he would think that you were ready to die. So to fool him, gentry folk slept half sitting upright, so the beds didn't need to be so long. The gentry folk would have at least one servant who slept adjacent to them on a truckle bed, and these servants would tend to their needs as required. Truckle beds were mounted on wheels so that they could be stored underneath the main bed. In the birthing room, a babble of voices which fade as you approach can be heard. There is a wooden baby's cradle that rocks dramatically. There are also tangible reminders of past belief in the supernatural. An expertly carved pentagram was uncovered by men restoring the garden walls. This pentagram indicates the former inhabitants of the house were concerned about the hidden world, using the pentagram as a protection symbol. The fear of the devil, his demons and witchcraft was a real thing during this time period. People were scared of the supernatural and blamed everything from a bad harvest, ill livestock, and even sickness and death on witches and other strange mystical beings. Fairies were not the magical, musical little creatures that hide among the flowers. They were evil creatures that played tricks on unsuspecting humans. In Wales, they are called the Tilluth Teg. They are said to be seen dancing in the woodlands, making fairy rings, which are a ring of mushrooms. It is believed that you should not enter a fairy ring, as you will make the fairy folk angry, and they will curse you, or even hold you captive. The Tilluth Teg are also said to be fond of golden-haired children, whom they kidnap and leave a changeling in its place. The changeling will initially resemble the human child for which it has been substituted, but the child gradually becomes uglier in its behaviour and appearance often becoming ill-tempered and prone to screaming and biting. If you suspect that your child might be a changeling, there are ways to switch the children back. This involves placing the child in a crib next to the fire, getting a chicken and throwing it into the fire. As the chicken flaps and cries out, the Tilluth Teg will believe that it's the changeling being harmed. So in the commotion, will quickly change the child back, leaving your child in its place. It is said that the Teluth Teg, like witches, the devil and his demons, could gain access to the home through areas that are open to the elements, such as doorways, windows, the chimney and even the toilet. In Langhaagvaur, there are many apotropaic marks on these areas that are said to protect its inhabitants from harm. Marion marks, two conjoined Vs 
which stand for Virgo, Virginium or Virgin of Virgins, that invoke the protection of the Holy Virgin Mary, can be found throughout Lancarfar, carved into fireplaces, windowsills and even on the beams in the servant quarters in the attic. Also in the attic is a carving known as a demon trap. It is said to capture evil spirits and demons, usually seen as a grid or a pentagram shape, that the evil entity will compulsively follow the lines and keep them contained and the household will be safe. This mark is also on the door handle to Lancarfrau Manor House. I wonder how many demons are trapped in that little labyrinth. In the servants' hall, a spell was found in the fireplace, a bundle that contained a hare's foot, a scarlet cloth, bone, human hair, and a twisted piece of paper with a spell written on it. There was also a mummified cat found in the walls. This was believed to protect against witchcraft and scare a witch's familiar away from the house. Rowan berries were also put up as garlands around the house to protect against evil, especially witches, as red was representative of the blood of Christ. Rowan wood is used for wands, amulets and other ritual tools. It is known as a witch's tree. It even has a dark five-pointed star on the berry itself, opposite the stalk. It is deeply associated with protection. It was often planted outside the home to guard against evil. Rowan trees have also been planted in graveyards to protect the spirits of the dead. Although, Rowanwood tools have been used as evidence in witch trials, convicting the owner of using witchcraft. As you can see here, Lankai Fire has a Rowanberry garland hung above the fireplace in the servants' quarters. Other intriguing markings found in Lankaichvar Manor House are burn marks. These teardrop-shaped charring marks can be found on the timber frames of the attic, door frames and in the steward's bedroom. Often called taper burn marks, it has been believed that the taper candles have been attached to the wooden beams to provide light and have burned down to the point where they've charged the timber. But this is very unlikely, as often the placement of the marks are deliberate, as symbols of protection. Some suggest that they are symbols to protect against fire and lightning, destroying the home. Another protective symbol found in Lancarfar Manor House is a boundary cross on the windowsill, which is usually made up of IXI, or a cross in a box representing a barricaded doorway. The X stops entry of the evil spirits through the open passageway. This is also called a saltire or St. Andrew's Cross. There have been many items found in different parts of the manor house that have been said to be used for superstitious rituals or witchcraft. <laughs> These are things such as mummified mice, a mummified bat, a headboard of a child's crib, children's shoes, various materials from clothing, bones from animals, most likely livestock on the land, and... A whistle. You can book a Witch Marks and Superstitions tour in the Manor House via the website lankaichvau.co.uk. So on this special spooky Halloween night, how many brooms do you give Lankaichvau Manor House? Well, it's got to be a five, I think. Do you believe that the Manor House is haunted? Oh, without a doubt. Have you had any weird experiences there? Yes, and I've had some ghostly experiences there as well. Ooh, what kind of ghostly experiences have you had? Well, I think we were in the colonel's bedroom and I got the uh, the drunken sailor scenario again where the floor kept moving and it just felt like I was on board a boat. Yes, I had the same feeling while I was in that room also. That must be down to the vodka. 
<laughs> well, we weren't drinking any vodka, so I think it was definitely a ghostly experience. Well, that would be very difficult since we're both more or less teetotal. Yeah. So, did you have any other experiences while you were there? Did you feel anything in any of the other rooms? Well, all the rooms were a little bit funny. Um, the kitchen, for me, was quite strange. I had a very strong sort of... Yeah, well, I, I thought I saw something in the fireplace one time we were there in the kitchen. Yes, you did. Could it be Martha? Who knows? I also had a funny moment in the um, the servants' dining quarters, which is adjacent to the kitchen, where you look down that, that little... Corridor um, bit. Yeah, yeah, I did have a funny moment there as well. All in all, a very spooky experience. It was. I really do enjoy the Lancaire ghost tours. I've been on a few now, and I just think they're wonderful. They're really well put together with the historians and everything. And I think the reenactments are really good. The, the guys that work there do an excellent job of that. They do indeed. Did you also enjoy the Witch Marks and Superstitions tour? I did. I found that very interesting, looking at all the marks and everything around the room. Yeah, I learned a lot that day. What was your favourite mark? Well, my favourite mark was the double V mark. My favourite was the coffin in the toilet. There's a coffin carved on the door and it's very strange. You probably wouldn't even notice it if you were looking around Lankai Far on a normal day. But when it's pointed out to you, you think, wow, that's interesting. And they actually don't know why it's carved there. They don't know what type of symbol it is. I actually really liked the spell package thing that they found in the fireplace, which had the little rolled up pieces of parchment and the hair and everything like that. That was very spooky. That is a spell. That's 100% a spell. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. And you've not mentioned the gift shop yet. No, I do love a gift shop. Yes, you certainly do. I know. I bought a quill. It was a beautiful red feathered quill. It was lovely. Yes, well, I'll see you writing your book with that then, won't I? Yes, most definitely. (laughs) (laughs) I like the old ways. I feel like I'm missing a time that I've never lived. Well, that concludes our haunted Halloween special at Lankai Fao. I hope you've had a magical time. Pleasant dreams, everyone. Pleasant dreams. (laughs) I think it's a Banksy. A Banksy. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, it must be a Banksy. (laughs) I don't think so. 